How old were you when you moved to LA? 17. Wow. I graduated high school, high school when I was 17, so I, I moved out right after that. Right after. Wow. Did you know anyone here? No. How much money did you have? Probably about $250 or maybe $400. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. But it seems like something, you know, definitely under $1,000. <laughs> Where were you coming from? Connecticut. Connecticut. And where did you live when you first got here? First um, went to Simi Valley, actually. My mother's my mother's girlfriend from high school lived out there and said that my girlfriend and I could crash there. <laughs> and then my, my friend met a guy and we moved into his place. So that was in Silmar, which we called Slimar. And I don't know how it is out there anymore, but... <laughs> And for, for those of you who don't know, Simi Valley and Somar are both like maybe 45 minutes outside of L.A.? Yeah, far. but that's yeah. an eternity. Right. Yes. For sure. For <laughs> sure. Very far. Um, what was your first job in L.A.? Um, my first job was – was my first job bartending in a strip joint? That might have been my first job. Wow. I made a lot of money. I bet you did. I wore my clothes. I'm sure. Of, I, of course. Of course. <laughs> what was your initial impression of LA when you first got here? That it was just everything, you know, just everything. Um, sunny, free. I felt free here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How many years did it take you to get your first job in the industry? Well, I don't know exactly. Maybe... Because, like, where's the starting point from when I came to L.A.? It's not really my first coming to L.A. wasn't like, I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to do this. I'm going to – I came because I wanted to get away from where I grew up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there was a freedom here. So I didn't – and I think a lot of – well, I don't know. A lot of people come west in search of something else. And I think that was my initial – goal to come here to feel like, oh, this is where I belong. Mm -hmm. But then after that, that would be Godzilla. That's Godzilla. That's Godzilla. <laughs> oh, and I got the cat screaming in the other room, too. Um, we're going to totally have to edit that. No, it's okay. I kind of love that. I know. I like it, too. Come here. Um, I wanted to do voiceovers and I went to broadcasting school and all. And so I didn't really want to be on camera at first. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do like cartoon voices. I, and I don't know how long it took me. It just, it just. It happened. I think yeah. I started like in music videos and then, you know, did some voiceover work. Dancing. And then dancing on tour with Rob. I don't know. Um, it just happened sort of naturally. Yeah, it's organic. Orga yeah. How many years did it take of living in L.A. before you could call it home? Mm, that took probably about four years. Yeah. Four years of going back and forth a couple times to Connecticut. And, you know, I didn't I, – I used to pick quarters out of phone booths on my way to the laundromat hoping, you know, oh I could get some quarters to wash my clothes. <laughs> That's a great yeah, back and beginning forth. story. Yeah. If you had to sum up L.A. in one word, what would it be? Free. Free. <laughs>
We're so excited to talk to Sherry today. Sherry Moon Zombie started her acting career by playing the angelic but deadly role of Baby in the films House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. She went on to portray Deborah Myers, the mother of Michael Myers, in the classic film franchise Halloween. We enjoyed hearing Sherry's voice when she played the character of Susie X in the animated movie The Haunted World of El Superbisto. And on TV, you've seen Sherry on Californication and CSI Miami. Sherry is the recipient of a Spike TV Scream Award, and I am excited to say Sherry is our first and only guest on Speak LA, the podcast, who has graced the cover of a record album. I'm speaking, of course, of the ridiculously cool single, Living Dead Girl. We are so excited and lucky to get to talk to Sherry today. So... Your first job, Sherry, was a very public first job because it was seen by millions. I'm talking, of course, about House of a Thousand Corpses. And I'd just love to know, like, were you were you nervous? Were you excited? Like, what was that like having, like, your first big job or your first, like, acting job be, like, showing up at, like, a studio and, you know, how'd you feel about it? That was dreamy, going to <laughs> Universal to shoot. Um, the whole experience was probably the most lux- luxurious pampered shoot ever <laughs> to start off like that. Yeah. Um, being on the lot was just so great. It, there was a lot of downtime. So we explored the lot and ran around and we had so much fun. I just remember it being fun and nice trailers and I, everyone was so cool. It was, yes, I was terrified though. Yeah, I were. was terrified. But that environment just made it seem like, wow, who doesn't want to do this? This is great, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you have a moment where you were – or when you would show up to set where you were like, oh, my God, this is my life right now? Yeah, I think I would I, – I think I called my mom, who's on the East Coast. I called my mom. This was like at the beginning of cell phones, I think. And I called her at like 3 o'clock in the morning, L.A. time, 6 there. I knew she'd be up getting ready for work. And I'm like, I'm up doing a split, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> shooting a movie. And I, now I can call you. Like I thought, wow, that's really cool. God, that's awesome. <laughs> However weird. Something to I really impress my mother. Boy, does that say something, doesn't it? No, please. We're <laughs> no, all we're all I... trying to impress our parents. Yeah. I mean, still, right? Uh something I really remember about Sherry. I met Sherry at the first table read of that movie. And, you know, a lot of times at first table reads, everybody's like trying to be really cool and kind of reads the script in like a very sort of cool, like slightly disconnected way. And I'll never forget she was playing the famous, infamous character of Baby. Oh, my God. So um, that good. You dove in. I'll never forget it. Like, I, I feel like I was, like, looking down at my script. You know, you obviously there's no visual here. But that, like, she spoke and I was like, whoa, what is happening? Because she was, you know, you did that <laughs> voice. I mean, oh. it's of course you wanted to do voiceovers because you're yeah. great at voices. And she was, like, immediately in it. Like, you knew how you wanted to do it. You were prepped for it. I thought that was so cool. That's awesome that you have that impression because (laughs) I was just a nervous wreck at that table read. I'm still not a huge fan of table reads, but I'm sure my voice was high out of nerves (laughs) Mm -hmm. and I'm sure, you know, I absolutely wasn't prepared in any way. What you did that I loved is you, if you were nervous, you pushed through it and you like acted and you were big. As opposed to, I think, what a lot of other people mm-hmm. do, I know I do it sometimes when you get nervous, is you get small and you get scared and you, and I think you were like, fuck it, I'm here and like, I'm scared, but like, I'm going to, if you were, I mean, I didn't know you were scared. I know now. Yeah. But- I mean, I, I was a wreck. 
It's amazing. I was a wreck. Did you do? Did you prep for the table read? I'm sure I read the script. Yeah. And, I mean, I, honestly, I don't remember. Um, I know. I, that. that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I read the script several times. God, yeah. I, you know, I, I watched House of a Thousand Corpses last night, actually, and um, it terrified me. She's too chicken shit to have watched it before I'm really, last night. I'm really, really chicken shit. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was like really scared. <laughs> I had like watched like bits of it, but then I was like, okay, I really want to see – I wanted to see Jen and I wanted mm-hmm. to see you and obviously um, Rob's movie. And I was it, I was just blown away when you came on the screen and your persona and the character that you created. I was like, she's phenomenal. I mean, it was so funny. It was so funny yeah. and quirky and offbeat. Yeah. And it's funny that you say voiceover because now – that makes a lot of sense because your voice was so specific to that mm-hmm. yeah. character. And it – I mean, I was able to watch the movie because of you guys because I was terrified as I was saying before. <laughs> but I was I was wondering like how – you know, how you did – how how did you prep for her and how do you prep for your other characters? Like what is something that you do um, that maybe you do it for every role that's something kind of habitual that you've developed that you can give as advice to new actors that are developing roles that need to be quirky and fun and offbeat as well? Well, I, I don't want to give advice because I think everyone does everything their own way. Mm-hmm. And it's really about just finding your own way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, everyone's process is so different or or then it's the same. But I think what in, happens internally when you're reading and you can picture, it's like reading a book. You read a book, you read a script, you get a, a colorful picture in your mind of what the characters look like and where they are. And I don't necessarily get that about every detail about every script I read. But for Baby, since it was my first movie, I kind of, you know, Baby, her name says it all. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a great point. And then, I don't know, it's it's part, it, it's, you know, when it's hair, it's makeup, it's wardrobe, it's the set, it's that day, it's who you're working with. Mm-hmm. It, there's so many different factors. I mean, I think we prepare as much as we can prepare, so we feel like we have enough balls to walk on set and mm-hmm. do this. Um, but then throw that all out the window because you never know what's going to happen on the day. Yeah. Do you work with anyone ever when you prepare? Like, do you ever work with like a teacher or a coach or Rob or like another actor? Or do you just, are you more like an actor who like, you just go in a room and you sort of just read it over and over? I do a few of those things. Yeah. I, I, in my car, in LA, <laughs> driving wherever, all I do is I run my lines out loud. Right. <laughs> which a long time ago I think people would think like oh my god what are they doing in that car no, but now everyone's know. like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> mouths so are moving constantly so, <laughs> so um, I do that definitely work it through with Rob and if I'm fortunate enough to you know run lines with the actor I'm going to work with um, before the actual day that's great I'd love to do I'd love to do that when I get the chance yeah do you work it on its feet by yourself like, will you go in a room by yourself and work it? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I learn it. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned how to do that. I didn't – I just did it. I'm like, yeah. this is just – I have to get comfortable with saying the dialogue, making it natural, and just – you know, I just have to practice it out loud. You can't read it and say, oh, that's how I'm going to say it. Read it. For me, that doesn't yeah. work. I have to say it out loud just first. say it. Yeah. 
I don't think that works for anyone. I think that's you have to a, say you it. have to say it. Yeah. And it's, it's such a good point too because you're saying like, well, you read it and you have this image of it, you know, of image of the character. But then I'm always like, I always have this image of the character and then the first time the words come out of my mouth, I feel like I'm squawking almost. It's like, there's like A, B, C, D, like all these points in between to get to that like, yeah, but person. that's going to happen in your bedroom. That's not going to yeah. happen on set. So that's right. the great thing about that. You got the squawk out, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And that's such a great – I mean, that is great advice to get the, the squawk out. Get the yeah. squawk out. Get the squawk, <laughs> out get the squawk out in your room. Are there things that you think are important to do when you're on set to, like, make the days run smooth, to make – uh, to make the scenes work, you know, like things you've learned over the years that make for like a smooth set. Absolutely. Go through hair and makeup like you have a stopwatch. Mm-hmm. Don't dilly-dally. Don't stand around and smoke. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, have superfluous mm-hmm. conversation. <laughs> right. You know, you're there to work and what you're putting on screen is, or on film is all that matters. So be ready, be prepared. Yeah. And um, just, Remember your P's and Q's. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done a lot of films where you're one of the few leads, and that means that you're there every day, all day long, and it can be really grueling and, you know, staying focused and present and showing up for your character when you're called to set. What are some things that you do to help you be present and ready to go? Mm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm always reading the sides. I try to just have a good attitude because the days can be long. And Mm -hmm. the good thing about, you know, being number one on the call sheet is Mm -hmm. you work a lot. So there's not a lot of downtime. Yeah. And if there is downtime, I'm usually getting touched up or stretching or having a snack, Mm -hmm. you know, or taking a 10-minute nap. Yeah. Sherry's somebody who, because I'm lucky enough to be your friend I know like you sleep well you eat well you take care of yourself and I think that's really important right and try to like, I yeah. think that's important for yeah. everyone to do yeah, yeah. for sure because I think after probably 10 days on a shoot like that if you're not if you're going out and partying at night and then showing up the next day it's gonna be yeah that that wouldn't work for me now <laughs> it you know if you're in your 20s and you're out doing that you have more stamina yeah. <laughs> I'm done with <laughs> I've seen my share of partying on sets and you don't necessarily get the best work done when you're, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff like that. Have so. you, you've seen a lot of, like you've seen. Not a lot, but yeah. I've seen it, you yeah. know. Where people are showing up hungover or where people are like actually partying during the day. Well, I don't know if it would be called partying. Right. I think it's just called like Using. sustaining. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, Woo-hoo! definitely. <laughs> so definitely I've seen it. Hangovers for sure. Yeah. Do you have trouble resisting certain snacks on set? That's kind of a weird question, but I'm just curious. Oh, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate like, keeps me going on set. I don't drink coffee. It. I'm not a coffee caffeine yeah. person. So dark chocolate. Mm, that's that's interesting uh-huh. because often you are clothed in wardrobes that are, you know, you look gorgeous. Skimpy, but skimpy, yeah, yeah, you. I would imagine there's a little bit of a feeling of like, oh my god, if I if I gain one pound, it's going to show. And there's this absolutely top that, that I'm wearing. Yeah, you know? there's absolutely um, that feeling, and I'm 
definitely not going to say that I'm super conscious of it and, you know, work out and watch what I eat, but I don't eat a big bowl of pasta when it's right. meal time. Right. I'll have something, you know, healthful and mm-hmm. that that way I can have the chocolate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the right. chocolate usually I get is like 80%, so it's not a lot of sugar anyway. Right, right, right. And I'm still rationalizing it now. Yeah. Isn't that funny? God, we're so conditioned as women to like, if I'm, I'm just going to have a little bite of that cookie. I'm not going to have the whole cookie. I'm just going to have a little, oh my God. You know, it's it just, it's you so stupid. What, and I don't want to do that. I want to like break the habit of making excuses for why I eat. Here's why, here's why I think that's okay. Because first of all, you're not like that when you're not filming. Like you are, you love food and you eat. I mean, Sherry has a food blog, which here, let's talk about it right now called Mm eatme.com. It's amazing vegan food blog. Um, And you are a person, you're definitely a foodie. You love cooking, you love food. So you're not like some girl who's like, you know, oh, I can't possibly eat that potato. Um, But I do think like, you know, a lot of times when I've had this conversation with other women about like, oh, it's so unfair that we have to think about this stuff. Sometimes I think, but it's a little bit in some ways like being an athlete. Like mm-hmm. you, this is your job, right. you know? And and if the role that you're playing is the role that's wearing the halter top, then, you know, it is a little bit that. I mean, I don't Unless know. Unless there's a call for a big stomach that's bulge. That's right. Then Which you if have- there is, God love them. And no. that's great. You know, <laughs> I think I think men are actually feeling a lot of pressure nowadays too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I see it. I see other actor actors that are, you know, watching what they eat too. Yeah. You know, we're using our bodies and our yeah. voices and we have to stay conditioned. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean, it's also like how does my body function well? Right. Your body functions well when you feed it well and right. you get sleep and right. you have to use your brain and your I mean your emotion. I mean it's it's acting as an entire body mental emotional sport it's not yeah. where you can, right. you can't turn off any part of yourself when you're acting so right. it's very important i mean i was talking more not dark chocolate i was talking chips uh pringles <laughs> like oh, you're the on st- the salt kick? i'm on the salt like yeah the like those know, kinds of things that you too. find on set those want. are the things oh god i nuts. know i love salt oh yeah, so me too. good, good. Me too. but I, I really go for sweet first yeah almost yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, because I remember I I I um when I, I I did this web series and we had we got snacks and I wanted to like bring in carrots and like really healthy things. <laughs> and it, the director was like, Camille, no, that's not what they do. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I went to Costco and I got like a ton of like the crappiest food that I thought, like, you know, like all the stuff that I love to eat, but it just doesn't right. make you feel good. Pure no pressure. one ate it. Oh. And I would make these hard boiled eggs. And the only person that ate it was me because mm. I couldn't resist it. But it was just so funny to me because people actually did gravitate towards like the hard boiled eggs and like they wanted the stamina for the day and they wanted to feel good. And yeah, I'd love to know who some of your favorite actors that you've worked alongside of are you don't not 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 necessarily naming names but I mean you can if you want to of course but like why why they've been your favorites like what they did that either you thought that you were impressed by or like how they how they carried themselves on set you know like we all have people where we're like oh she did that thing and that was awesome you know yeah for sure um well I, I have to say that Karen Black was probably the hugest influence only because she was, it was the first movie she played my mom. We were super close on and off screen. I would call her. She would call me. We'd hang out. 
we really wanted to get a bond. I mean, we would just ask each other the goofiest questions like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> guess what Guess what I'm eating? Like, we were like teenagers. Like, she has had a real childlike approach. And that was so innocent and inquisitive. And she, yeah, she really taught me that. She was great. Yeah, she's yeah. just, she's just so free about and, and non-judgmental and... Uh, curious mm -hmm. you know I loved working with her and I've learned a lot I've learned shitty how not to do shitty behavior mm -hmm. um how not to do shitty behavior sure That's, okay. yeah we know um yeah <laughs> no, I, I worked on a show where the lead was uh nightmare and I'm like boy that's a good way to never be so you I've seen you see it you know what were nightmare things that someone just being difficult and being a headache and yeah, keeping the set waiting. Yeah. Stepping over lines. Yeah. You know, yeah. not in, you know. We just talked about that. I know. Stepping over lines. So that that is like maybe. It's true. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It's Cutting happened. your actor off. Cutting your, your fellow actor, actor off. off. Of course. What that's would you, great. what would you say um, to a new actor that's just starting out, that's coming to LA, a newbie? Um, I would say keep your day job for now, mm -hmm. for sure, yeah. <laughs> because it's a, you know, I don't know. Everyone's path is different. Uh, you know, I, there are no guarantees and I don't really think there's a protocol. There's not like step one, you get to LA and do this. Step two, I think there's different ways for people to find, you know, what they're looking for and you have to just really... Be open to things. Be open to meeting people. Yeah. Um, making connections is always good. Jen and I have been friends ever since we made House of Thousand that's Corpses amazing. together. And that that's like almost 18? 17, 18 years ago. Yeah, yeah. long, that's long amazing. time ago. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, just stick with it. If it's what you want, you know, stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. I but, love that about keep your day job and making friends. We, we talk about that a lot, actually. Yeah just on the site because it's, you know, it's not just about an acting career. It's also about a life. And so, yeah. you know, and a lot of times like those first gigs that we have, if they're like in a restaurant or a strip club um, <laughs> or, you know, a movie, like yeah. you, you meet your people and yeah. those are the people or that- at your yoga class. Or at your yoga class, right. I mean, you know, I, I I didn't take yoga classes when I first came here, so I didn't have the money <laughs> so to about do that. it. But, you know, just walking around or at your job or wherever you're, you're going, yeah, everyone's here pretty much doing the same thing. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like that was a big part of your attitude when you moved here, which is so incredible just to be really open and free and sort of to kind of say yes to the things that came up for you in your life. I guess so. I never really looked at it like yeah. that. I just it's it easier to like talk that. about yeah. the past, you know. Right. When yeah, you're in it, course. you don't know yeah. that you're of course. Yeah. But it does, it sounds I mean that and we talk a lot about that as well, is like, you know, when you say yes to things and then mm -hmm. you step into things, you kind of don't know where it's gonna lead you. But there's nothing if it feels right and you're open to it and it's good people that you wanna be working with and you say yes, there's nothing 
bad that can happen from it. It's only good and relationships that you get to develop with other people. But isn't yes. there that Jim Carrey movie where it's like, yeah, he says yes to everything. And sometimes <laughs> there were bad things that happened. I, yes. yes. Don't say yes um, to draw. To yeah, right. That's <laughs> true. Sherry, can you tell us all the things we should not say yes to? <laughs> we need a list of those. <laughs> that is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. But when you kind of I don't know. I I feel like I'm envisioning you here and just like with a big smile on your face being like, well, yeah, of course. Yes. Let's try it. Let's go for it. But there were a lot of tears too, you know. Of course. course, I suck. You know, we all have that. But everybody has it. Mm -hmm. So how do you – what do you tell yourself when that comes up or when it came up? If you can remember oh, wait, at the comes beginning. Up, it came up yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you say? Because those are – How do you know. get past it? I'm just like, you know, I. how do I get past it? I guess I talk to whoever, like most of the time Rob or yeah. Jen. I'll yeah. talk to, you know, and just work it out if I'm feeling bad about something. But that's everybody, you know? Yeah, I, I find, you know, I think would you say that L.A. is a good place for actors to be coming to to create – Yes. All the works in LA. Yeah. All the works in LA. All the works it's in LA. It's true. Yeah. You get you get the jobs here and then you go to Atlanta or Canada <laughs> to right, film. Right. Well, because right. I think that's when I think it's often at the beginning too, where in your head you're like, I wanna make that step and I wanna make that move. But just being being available yeah. is key. And if you're in Oklahoma and you want to be an actor on a soap opera and they need you tomorrow, you're probably going to have to take a couple flights to get here. You're going to be worn out. It's not going to work out for you. You can't go on an audition like that. Right, you know, right. mm-hmm. you have to be here. It is true. Just being here and being available is I, in a video we did recently, I talked about how I got my SAG card, which was, I was on a set as an extra and I was sitting in the corner and the director needed somebody to, to be one of the principals and just kind of like randomly looked around and I just happened to be in his eyeline, you know? Yeah. And it's like, if I wasn't here, that's, that wouldn't have happened. You yeah. know, you, you, it is, it is kind of like you gotta, I don't know, I guess you can be in New York too or Chicago, York, but, yeah. um, you gotta, you gotta kind of be wherever. But everyone it's comes happening. to LA at some point. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. Do you still get nervous when you either shoot or audition? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I and love it though. I need that do. energy. I, I used to not love it, but yeah. now I love it because I've worked. Oh, this is. I need this for some reason. I need mm-hmm. to be feeling like this right now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Whether it's read. The sides one more time and make sure you have it. Make sure you did, you know, make sure you're going to put a twist on something where you, uh, or maybe you're working it out. You're not going to do that. You know, just, uh, I don't know. I, the, I love that crazy energy. Yeah. When- I get like that before everything though. I, like before interviews, before. Uh, dinner party? Before what? A dinner party. Oh, absolutely. Before yeah. going out. You know, I, I always get nervous and nervous energy. When did you start embracing it? Probably last week. <laughs> it's a work in progress. That's um, awesome. Larry Moss, who was an acting teacher of mine, I remember said, there's a silvery quality about nervousness. I, I always love that. Like, because when you see, an, you know, I think as actors, we're always like trying to push it down. Like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not nervous. I don't want them to see that I'm nervous. Right. But he was like, it's like a glittery, silvery thing that an actor yeah. has, you know, and 
And it's true. It's like something exciting's happening, I think. Yeah. Because it, yeah. ma- it matters. Something yeah. must be important if somebody's nervous. Right. Yeah. If it's affecting you like that. Yeah. Johnny Silverman said a similar thing to you, which he said, I like when I feel nervous because then I know it's something I really want. Yeah. Like it's something that matters. Or just, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You know, I mean, because ultimately for me, I know for me, ste- everything's out of my comfort zone. So basically, if I'm <laughs> just walking, it's awkward for me. <laughs> but when that's over, then you feel like better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a reward. That's a really good point. Like, just kind of make yourself do it because then afterwards you'll feel, you'll yeah, I mean, you, not if you're getting hurt. Right, but, right, yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Except if you're hurting yourself, don't do it. But it's true. I think you you sort of expand almost energetically in a sense. It's like you take a step forward into something you're not completely comfortable about with, and then it becomes that much more comfortable. Or you embrace the the nervous energy, and it becomes more excited energy, and then all of a sudden that makes a shift too. Yeah, I yeah, definitely I think an happens. example of that might even be it when we did shoot House of a Thousand Corpses, Jen and I had a scene together and I had to stab her. Oh, God. And <laughs> over and over and over. On, and I was really, she's like, okay, go, do it, you know, whatever, harder. And I was really, you know, was really disturbed upset. by it and it, it upset me. But that laugh that I did kind of released came from that yeah so that that oh. kind of like reserve oh. didn't want to hurt you maybe when I finally laughed it was like this because I didn't that just came out when we did the take I didn't plan, plan on it so maybe wow. yeah maybe that's where that nervous energy or that stepping out of your comfort zone can just create so that's cool I didn't I never knew that yeah I didn't practice that baby laugh oh that was creepy the funny thing is that scene really upsets Sherry. It really upsets my husband. Mm-hmm. I, I remember shooting that and just being like, when's lunch? Like no I was way. not, there was not, like I was so unfazed by it. And I remember thinking like, oh, Sherry's upset about this scene. I heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. How, how do you, I mean, how do you, with those kinds of, I mean, you just sort of said it, but in other movies with those scenes that are so... It's not my favorite thing to do, and it certainly makes me feel uncomfortable. But when I'm working, it's it's not me yeah. doing it, you know. And I can't. I don't even like watching the news when people like get punched in the face and they show car chases <laughs> or anyone getting handcuffed. Or I don't like people being hurt or maligned in any way. So it really upsets me. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how I do it. <laughs> and you're in these. Movies. I know. <laughs> Maybe that's my release. It's like cathartic. To- yeah, <laughs> it's bizarre. I'm really, it sickens me to the core to see anything violent. Yeah, well, you're I make so violent in your movies. character. Yeah. I mean, the laugh, I, I mean, that. I, that's such a cool story. That's like magic right there. The maniacal laugh was born. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a good actor knows like, yeah, it's not. It's not really your job no, to decide no. like the moral, you know, no. compass of it. It's your job to portray a character. Like yeah. that's what it is, you know. Yeah, but I wonder if people I mean, people definitely choose scripts, what they're gonna do from their moral compass. I guess maybe I don't, but other people <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that character is so I mean it's so it's such a fascinating character. Why would well, you? Well, I listen, I, I honestly, I baby 
just happened organically because I didn't have the experience or the wherewithal to know how to prepare in any <laughs> traditional way for that character. So I haven't seen that movie since we made it. So we always love to end every podcast by asking if you have uh, what we call an LAism, which is like a word or a phrase or a thing that is unique to LA that you can think of. It's Sepulveda, not Sepulveda. Oh, no. good, good one. one. Oh, my God. Thank the names you. of the streets when I first got here right. from, you know, Podunk, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like pronouncing everything wrong. And it's not Sepulveda. <laughs> it is definitely not. And yet I'm sure I called it that too. Sepulveda, <laughs> people. Sepulveda. <laughs> Sherry, thank you so thank you. much. This is great. This, this was, was amazing. amazing. chatting with you ladies. Thanks so much for joining us and our amazing guest, Sherry Moon Zombie. We'll talk to you soon on Speak LA, the podcast. Woo! Woo!